What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to another episode of Vanished in the Valley. Before we get started today, I have to cover a couple of things. So, apparently, a couple weeks ago, I switched podcast host providers, whatever. And I guess there was kind of like an interruption for a couple of weeks because I got emails from people saying that they hadn't been able to, like, either download or find my show. So, if that happens, always make sure to check, like, Podbean. You can email me at vanishinthevalley at gmail.com or go to the Instagram and search Vanished in the Valley Athena and contact me there. But I think most of the hiccups should have been worked out by now. If not, let me know. Shoot me a line. See what's up. But check this out, guys. Next week, I'm going to be going on vacay into the desert for a few nights just to fuck around, you know, check it out. So you guys aren't going to have an episode of Vanished in the Valley next week. So sorry. So, of course, I have, like, a little tiny Instagram story to tell you guys. So, for the last two, three weeks, I've been in Instagram jail. Like, my reach is normally around 28,000 people, but apparently they didn't like some of my posts. So, they have some algorithm shadow ban bullshit where, like, now I can only reach maybe a 1,000 accounts. So, I actually got this notification a couple days ago. They're fucking threatening to delete my account again. All for posting a little meme. (laughs) It has Bill Gates on one side. It has Dr. Stella Emanuel on the other side. And on Dr. Emanuel's side, it has licensed physician, actively practicing, board certified MD, 20 plus years experience, successfully treated 300 plus COVID-19 patients. And then on the Bill Gates side, college dropout, not licensed to uh, practice medicine, no medical degree, software thief, eugenist, allowed to give medical advice on health. So that's what it was. It was just a fucking meme comparing the two, like trying to show how ridiculous this is. They fucking instantly blocked this shit and straight up threatened to ban my account. So I don't know. I mean, at this point, it should be completely clear all about the fucking war on free speech and everything that's going on with the tech world. If it's not, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. There is a lesson from history about the danger of state-sanctioned incitement to hatred and genocide and the responsibility to prevent it. Enduring lesson of the Holocaust and the genocides that followed is that they occurred not simply because of machinery of death, but because of a state-sanctioned ideology of hate. This teaching of contempt, this demonizing of the other, this is where it all begins. As the Canadian Supreme Court recognized, in words echoed by the international criminal tribunals in the former Yugoslavia and Rwanda, the Holocaust did not begin in the gas chambers. It began with words. These, as the courts put it, are the chilling facts of history. They are the catastrophic effects of racism. Sixty years later, these lessons not only remained unlearned, but the tragedies that have been repeated. For we were all bystanders. During a growing state-sanctioned hate in the Balkans, Rwanda, and Dofar that took us down the road to genocide. So just remember, guys, 
it always begins with words, making one side the quote-unquote other. All right, so let's get to the point. So last week I told you I was actually originally going to tell you about the 13 original families that actually control the world, but we had a break in the Kristen Smart case. We have two guys arrested. It's Paul Flores and his stupid dad. And as of right now, neither are talking. They're both in jail. Apparently, they're going to take it to the trial. Who fucking knows? But let's get to the 13 original families. So the original 13 families, they're just basically the ruling group of the modern Illuminati. And they're made up of representatives from each of the 13 core families. A lot of people think the Illuminati is an extremely powerful secret society with roots that go well back into history and kind of determine our direction as of now. I'm going to read you a quote from George Carlin. It's fucking on point. The limit of debate in this country are established before the debate even begins. And everyone else is marginalized and made to seem either as a communist, a cook, some sort of disloyal person, or a conspiracy theorist. Something that shouldn't have even been entertained for a minute. That powerful people might get together and have a plan. Does it happen? You're a kook and a conspiracy buff. So how fucking on point is that statement now, what, 30, 40 years later? It's just, it's true. So you might be wondering, who are these 13 families? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> this might not be a complete list, but it's a, it's a good start. So, the families are the Rothschilds, Bruce's, the Cavendish, who are the Kennedys, D. Medici, Hanover, Habsburg, Krupp, Plantagenet, Rockefeller, Romanov, Sinclair, slash St. Clair, Warburg, slash Del Banco, Windsor, slash Saxe-Coburg-Goth, so, yeah, there might be more, but this is a pretty standard list. If you're looking anywhere up on the conspiracy sites, you're going to get a, a list kind of like this. And what everybody's saying is these families are the ones that are fucking pulling the strings behind closed doors. They're the ones that are actually making the decisions on what's happening in our countries, other countries. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rockefellers. John Rockefeller, in 1882, set up one of the first investment management businesses designed to run a single family's money. Fast forward, here's a quote from his son. Some even believe we were part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists, and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated, global, political, and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty, and I am proud of it. David Rockefeller. Some people even refer to the 13 families as the Council of the Thirteen Families. As the name suggests, the council consists of the top 13 most influential families on Earth. I think it's pretty clear at this point that more and more people are kind of opening their eyes and maybe seeing there's something else going on behind the fucking curtain. And that's, you know, that's what's up. I just think more and more people need to open their eyes, wake the fuck up, and realize that 
shit's not as it seems. And people are dictating the lives of 99% all because of what? They have some fucking money. They have some power. And they're megalomaniacs. Fuck that. So now I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Rothschild. They are unquestionably the most powerful and visible in the bloodline on Earth. And their estimated wealth is around $500 trillion. Jacob Rothschild. He owns nearly every central rink in the world. They've financed both sides of every war since Napoleon. And if you say that shit on Facebook or Instagram, they'll straight up fact check you and try to pull some bullshit and say that's not true or it's anti-Semitic. Fuck that shit. I'm not anti-Semitic. Three out of my last five best friends are fucking Jewish, so don't fucking put that bullshit on me. I don't even want to hear about it. Fuck off. So these 13 families basically exercise their power through the banking world. It's kind of like a fraternity. Think of it that way. A union. An international union. And these fucking bankers, all in bed with the Federal Reserve, the Vatican City, City of London, Washington, D.C., all of these places are totally infiltrated by the 13 families and their little octopus tentacles down. It kind of seems like the mass people either don't want to see it or they just, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it because it's so fucking, all you have to do is literally open your eyes and read and look into it and you can see. But most people don't know, don't want to know, don't want to believe could be true. But that doesn't fucking make it untrue, honey. Just because you're in denial does not make it untrue. It's a fucking truth, a hard truth, and people need to wake the fuck up to it. Those 1% want to treat us like cattle. They want us to fucking eat. What, what, did Bill Gates wanna, uh, what did Bill Gates want us to do? We'd fucking printed meat. Yeah, uh, fuck you, Bill Gates. I don't, I don't think so. No, thanks. I'm not having it. Fucking eugenist. Now, let's talk about the St. Clair family. This family name actually started in the year 884, and the first ever St. Clair was a hermit who kind of uh, <laughs> lost his head, if you will, and a village kind of sprung up in his honor, and his descendants got to keep that name, and later on in 1160, the St. Clairs slash Sinclairs were granted the barony of Roslyn in Scotland and free heritage. Now, does that Roslyn thing kind of sound familiar to anyone? The official Roslyn Chapel? If anybody read, you know, uh, those fucking Dan Brown books, that kind of uh, plays into the whole Jesus thing. Yeah, these are the motherfuckers that are in charge of this church, the Roslyn Church. So the chapel's been in the ownership of the St. Clair family since its foundation in 1446. So these St. Clairs have been the fuck around for hell of days, and they got their grubby little fingers everywhere like the other people I've named. The shadow forces behind the New World Order are following a slow-paced agenda of a total control over mankind and our planet's resources. David Icke coined it the totalitarian tiptoe, because, quote-unquote, they are making very small steps towards our complete and definitive enslavement. And it just kind of is more apparent every day with the way things seem to be going, with the way our freedom of speech is being whittled away, the way Democrats want to put Republicans on a fucking list. 
the way the Democrats out here in California just tried to pass a bill that is going to basically put the name and address of any person that signed a recall. It's just like every fucking day is something new. The gun laws, they're whittling away the rights there. And history has shown time and time again that when a people are disarmed, the government is going to come in and do some fuckery on them. And, you know, if you say that on Instagram, they'll fucking fact check you and say it's not true, even though it's fucking example after example after example in our most recent history, like the last hundred years at least. But I don't know. Humans seem to forget we're a very, very amnesiac species. But the multitude of secret societies in existence today, like 2021, operate as branches of a mega corporation which is owned by the Council of the Thirteen Families. Just in case you're wondering, money is the eye of the devil. The want of money is the root of all evil. And all of the world's biggest problems have their roots deeply embedded in the financial plague. Wars are profitable. Diseases are profitable. Earth's plundering is profitable. Human slavery and inhumane working conditions are profitable. Our leaders have been corrupted by money, and mankind's collective mission on Earth has been hijacked by money. So why do we even need the financial system in the first place? I mean, actually, we don't need it, at least not anymore. The planet doesn't charge us a cent for us using natural resources, and we have the technology to extract them without physically working a day. So why are we fucking slaving our lives away, toiling away in their fucking factories, nine to five, as we can barely pay bills and these motherfuckers at the top just keep getting richer and richer? And they become megalomaniacs thinking that they're going to control the 99% when hopefully the motherfucking sheeps will wake up and put their foot down and be like, no more. Not fucking happening, homeboys. Basically, as long as we stay asleep to this, we're never going to stop them. Think of it in terms of slave owners. Slave owners did not want their slaves to learn to read and write, as this would give them knowledge. Knowledge is powerful, and one thing the owners did not want was knowledgeable slaves. The owners thought it was best to keep them all ignorant, plus the fact it would have cost money to educate slaves, and they would not waste money on slaves. So, we have the internet. We have all of this information at our fingertips. All it takes is literally just fucking taking the initiative to look into it. If you look into these 13 families that I've told you about, you will find them fucking around throughout history to decide where a certain country is going to go and how it's going to go. Why should they get all the power? Why do the 1% of the 1% get to dictate what the 99% do? I don't think it's right. It's like anti-American to the utmost fucking... Oh, come on, guys. Gotta stop before I got pissed. So let's talk about another name on the list. The name Windsor. The House of Windsor is the reigning royal house of the United Kingdom and the other Commonwealth realms. In 1901, the House of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha, which is a branch of the House of Wettin, succeeded the House of Hanover to the British monarchy with the ascension of King Edward, son of Queen of Victoria and Prince Albert of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha. But in 1917, the name of the royal house was changed from Angelicized German Saxe, Coburg, and Gothica to English Windsor because of anti-German sentiment in the United Kingdom during World War I. There have been four British monarchs of the House of Windsor since then. 
So they also control Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Jamaica, Barbados, the Bahamas, Grenadas, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, and the Grenadines, Belize, Antigua, and Barbuda, and St. Kitts and Nevis. So the fucking monarchs there, <laughs> the House of Windsor, they've got their grubby little fingers all over it. I mean, some people didn't say that the queen is a fucking lizard alien. There are all kinds of weird fucking rumors going around about that woman. I mean, if you look at pictures of her, it looks like she hasn't aged in 20 years. Is she like rolling around in the blood of fucking virgins in that big ass castle of hers? So the next name on our Council of Thirteen is the Habsburg family, who was once one of the most prominent royal houses of Europe in the second millennium. They take the name from Habsburg Castle, which is a fortress built in 1020 in present-day Switzerland by Radbot of Kletgau, who named his fortress Habsburg. So these motherfuckers have been around for a thousand years, controlling people, dictating shit, the throne of the Holy Roman Empire was continuously occupied by the Habsburgs from 1440 until their extinction in the male line in 1740. But the House of Habsburg still exists and owns the Austrian branch of the Order of the Golden Fleece and the Imperial and Royal Order of St. George. As of early 2021, the head of the family is Karl von Habsburg. So these motherfuckers have been around for a thousand years, you guys. Think of how long that is and what kind of damage these megalomaniacs can do in that amount of time. And it's like right now their main plan is super slow motion, like I was telling you earlier. The slower it is that they pull our rights away from us, it's like it makes it almost unnoticeable until somebody calls them the fuck out and points out what's actually happening. The next name might not be so, you know, familiar sounding, but it's just as important as the rest. It's the House of Medici. They were an Italian banking family and political dynasty that first began to gather prominence under Cosmo di Medici in the Republic of Florence during the first half of the 15th century. The family originated in the Mugello region of Tuscany and prospered gradually until it was able to fund the Medici Bank. This bank was the largest in Europe during the 15th century. It facilitated the Medici's rise to political power in Florence. Although they officially remained citizens rather than monarchs until the 16th century. So this house has had their grubby little fingers in the banking industry for 500 years, you guys. The Medici's wealth and influence was initially derived from the textile trade, guided by the Wool Guild of Florence. Like other families ruling in, in Italy, the Medici dominated their city's government. They were able to bring Florence under their family's power and created an environment in which art and humanism flourished. They and other families of Italy inspired the Italian Renaissance, such as Visconti, in Milan, the Esti in Ferrara, the Borgia in Rome, Gonzaga in Mantua, the Medici Bank from when it was created in 1397 until its fall in 1494 was one of the most prosperous and respected institutions in Europe, and the Medici family was considered the wealthiest in Europe for a time. So don't even think for a second they're not around. They're still here fucking pulling strings. Some lists of the Council of Thirteen 
show the Astor family on there. And there's not really a historical evidence regarding the origin of this bloodline. However, early geological evidence dates back as far as 1620. During the Counter-Reformation period, there were many Protestant families that fled the Alpine town of Chiavenna. One such family was that of Giovanni Pietro Astor. He fled to Zurich with his wife and two children. There he changed his name to Hans Peter Astor and later Johann Jacob. His grandson moved to Nusklach in Baden. He had a son, Felix, who moved to Waldorf, some 30 kilometers south of Hiddelberg, in 1713. He settled down at a vineyard. He begot 20 children, of whom Johann Jacob had become the town butcher. Johann's son, George, migrated to London and helped his paternal uncle in the instrument manufacturing business. Then, in 1777, he set up his own flute manufacturing firm and made his younger brother, John Jacob, a partner. Then we get John Jacob migrating to New York in 1783, where he started a business in fur trade. He later invested in the New York real estate business and became America's first self-made millionaire. From then on, the Astor family was recognized as the landlords of New York. There are various estates in New York named after this family, like the famous Waldorf Astoria Hotel, the Astor Row, Astor Court, Astor Place, Astor Avenue in the Bronx, and the neighborhood of Astoria in Queens. The family is involved in real estate, politics, social activism, business investments all across the United States and England. They've got their grubby little fingers all up in the mix. Now, one of the names that kind of are a little bit different, they don't originate in the Western Hemisphere of the world, are the Lee bloodline. This family is presumed to be the most powerful in the Chinese trade market, with references to the opium trade. The lineage and other details are still shrouded in mystery. They have long association with the Rockefeller family. So you know they got their dirty fingers all over the CCP over there, probably fucking around in Wuhan, helping to spit out some virus bullshit. <laughs> I mean, the main reason for these families to be a part of the powerful Illuminati, the Council of Thirteen, the elite, is to have a strong and influential hand in all the political and economical affairs of the world. Okay, it's just like, it's not okay. The main agenda of the Illuminati is to establish the New World Order, controlled by a few wealthy dynasties. These top 13 families stand eligible in terms of their financial political, and historical background as they are associated with and belong to various secret societies and cult groups like the Council of Thirteen, the Freemasons, the Skull and Bones, the Elders of Zion, and the Bilderberg Group. They've amassed a great deal of wealth and help in the formation and maintenance of cult groups practicing the occult. The Illuminati and its veiled members are truly a part of the most debatable topics, Symbols are so prominent in the secret society that, to understand their true intentions, a deeper look into the symbols of Illuminati is worth a try. Because then you'll start to spot them in just normal, everyday life. You'll be at the mall and you'll see some company has one of their Illuminati signatures. There, It's everywhere. It's in, you know, pop culture, mass media. It's fucking amazing how much and how prominent these symbols are out. 
So, I mean, I've told you about a few of these 13 families. I definitely recommend you do your own research. Check out this shit because it's there. It's online for anyone that wants to find it. So go check it out. Some of the information is super easy to find. Some of it you have to dig to find, but it's super worth it. Read just so you know what's going on because these motherfuckers are definitely pulling some strings. So, but like I said at the beginning of this show, I am not going to be here next week. We're going to skip a week of Vanished in the Valley. I am going on vacay. I'm going to go fuck around in the desert. Uh, might do some shaman shit. Who knows? Might get a sunburn. I don't even think I'm going to have like any type of phone service. So I'm going to actually uh, not even be on the Instagram or anywhere for a week. But after that week... You can get a hold of me by sending me an email at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. You can also find me at Instagram at vanishedinthevalleyathena or try the parlor page at vanishedinthevalleyathena. So I do know we were having some bugs. Like I said earlier, some people weren't able to find the show on their normal, I guess, platform. If that's still happening, let me know. Contact me. But try going to vanishedinthevalley.podbean.com and that'll actually bring you directly to the show so you can literally listen into it right off that page on the internet so yeah I don't know what's up with that hella strange I gotta give a shout out to all of our listeners it's like sometimes doing this show can be fucking dreary as fuck and it kind of wears on me but then I talk to you guys, the listeners, and you fucking keep me going. And you guys make me want to keep doing this. So come by, say hi. I fucking love it. And just so you know, as I always say, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. If you would like to become a producer and support the Vanished in the Valley, you can go to Cash App and search for Vanished Athena. Or you can go to the episode description, scroll down, and look for a link that says Support Acast Vanished in the Valley. Click that link and it'll bring you to a page where you can show us some love. Are you wrong? <laughs>